The following sermon is a ministry of Hilton Head Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit us online at hiltonheadpca.com. I want to say in response to your generosity, I'm a pastor's child, and my father passed away 22 years ago, and so my mother, through the course of these last 22 years, has been sustained in her life by the generosity of congregations like you over the years that have been generous. And so I want you to know that uh, it really does matter uh, to, to these women uh, who are around the world and serving. I remember looking uh, through the uh, garage not too long ago in some boxes that were my father's, and I found uh, his first call to ministry uh, back in the early 1960s, maybe late 50s. And he was making a whopping was it $6,000? Um, and I remember asking mom, I was like, six grand? She goes, well, it was 1951, but still, that wasn't a lot of money. She said, but you know, your father made a decision that he was always going to serve small congregations and to not worry about money. And so through your generosity, uh, you were ministering to men and women uh, around the world. And so I thank you for that on behalf of them. You know, Christmas time... Uh, is filled with great traditions. Christmas is a time of renewed hope for many people. Christmas is a a time when we reflect and we consider the previous year, when we consider our lives maybe a little differently. Uh, For for some of you who are here this evening, uh, you're here with family. And that's a wonderful time together. Maybe as you were driving in this week, you were hoping that it wasn't going to be like it normally is, uh, that it was going to be different this year, uh, that there was going to be peace in the home. For some of you, you were coming uh, to a time and a season hoping that there would be a peace in your home because there's an empty chair at the table, or it's the first uh, for your Christmas without a loved one who is near you. But this season is filled with hopes. This season is filled with expectations. Uh, This season is filled with a longing. A longing to to be together. A longing to to maybe see something new that you hadn't seen before. The beauty of seeing a child opening up a gift on Christmas morning in those anticipatory moments I remember in my home uh, that we had to stay back in the bedrooms. Uh, and we were, my sister and I would, uh, would be uh, like, like horses at the Kentucky Derby, gated and ready uh, for the bell. And my parents would come out and make sure that everything was still arranged from the night before, uh, from Santa's visit. Uh, and then they would say, okay, kids, you can come out. And that wide-eyed anticipation of running out and being there. And then being on the flip side of that as a parent. And seeing that in my own sons over the years, of seeing them come out and seeing the expectation and the anticipation within our own hearts as parents. You know, the scriptures are filled with those anticipations and hopes and longings. And simply tonight, in a very short uh, time that we are together this evening, I simply want to give you a few of my hopes for you this year as your pastor. That as we come to the end of another year together, as we look at this Christmas time, I have certain hopes for you. Each year I 
I take a pause in my own life and I look forward. And they're not resolutions per se uh, for a coming year. But they're just hopes. What do I hope to see happen this year? And so I decided to do that with you uh, tonight. But what are some of the hopes that I have for you as my friends, as my family, as my congregation, and, and as our, our welcomed guests tonight? The scripture that we're going to look at comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 35. And it's one that speaks of hope and anticipation and of deep and profound satisfaction and wonderment. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me and hear the very word of God. And when the time came for their purification, that is for Mary and Joseph and for Jesus, according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in Jesus the child to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms, and he blessed God and said, Lord, Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, This child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. This is God's word. May he add his blessing to the reading and hearing of it. Let's pray. Father, we ask now in these moments that you would send your spirit and that we would hear from you as we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Throughout this Advent season, we've been talking about longings. Talking about how the coming of Jesus Christ into the world satisfies our deepest longings. Our longings to be loved. And if you are wondering if you are loved, look no further than to God saying, this is my love for you that I send my son into the world. That we have a longing to be ruled. That we look around the world and it seems like it's almost in anarchy. And we wonder and we so desperately know that there needs to be rule. There needs to be someone to come. A king that's different from any kind of king. And Jesus came into the world and he said, I come to be a different kind of king. A king who's willing to live among his people and even die for his people. That his people might live forever. All of us have been lied to. And we're tired of being deceived and wondering if we can believe uh, the promises that have been given to us. And Jesus says, I am the truth. And the truth will set you free. That he is true truth. That he is the truth that comes and we can trust him and find our hope in him. And we come tonight and we look and we realize that it's in Christ that our deepest longings are fulfilled. 
And so just simply in the few moments together, I'd say these three things to you of my hopes for you this year. First, I hope that you will find that it's only in Jesus Christ that your deepest desires will be fulfilled. My hope is that you will find that your deepest longings can only be satisfied in Christ. Think about Simeon. He'd been promised years before that he would see the hope, the consolation of Israel, that he would see the Christ. That he was a godly man, a righteous man. He was a man who understood. He was a wonderful Jewish man who loved the Lord, who understood all the beauty of the messianic passages and the coming of Messiah, the coming of God one day. And he was going to get to see it. He had deep longings. I wonder if every evening when he went to bed, as he prayed, his prayer would be something like this. And Lord, would tomorrow be the day? Would tomorrow be the day? And as he woke up, would he be like those children tomorrow morning uh, as they wake, anticipating what's under the tree and what's around the fireplace, that he was awakened and he would think, God, is today the day? Is today the day that that promise, that that deep satisfaction to see Christ, to see the fulfillment of all my hopes and dreams, would today be the day? And every single day he went and was disappointed. But yet he maintained hope. And he maintained his belief that one day God's promises would come true. And then this day happened. Where this poor little couple came in. Peasants from Galilee, from Nazareth. And we know they're poor because they brought the least of the kinds of offerings. Simple turtle doves, pigeons. They didn't bring a calf. Uh, they didn't bring a lamb. They had no money for those things. They were simple And they were poor. And they brought this child. And he said that under the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit. That Simeon saw them. And something deep within him. Something deep down said. Today is the day. Today is the day that every bit of my deepest longings. My deepest desires are coming true. And he saw them coming. And it says that he took that child. He took that child. And he held him. And he realized Today was the day. C.S. Lewis commented. And he said it's not that our longings and our desires are too great. It's that they're too small. He said why would you trifle around with sex and with drugs and with drink? Why would you be satisfied with those other things? And I think about what was presented to Simeon over those years. Other false things had been presented to him to say, this is it, this may be it, this is it. And he refused, he resolutely and constitutionally refused to say and to put his hope in anything else. And my hope for you this year is to realize that your deepest longings, they'll never be fulfilled in the people that you're sitting with even tonight. They're going to disappoint you. As wonderful as they are. They'll never be fulfilled in your job. They'll never be fulfilled in whatever you're doing on the side. And privately to medicate a pain and a hurt from years gone by. Or hope to be married. Or hope to have a child. Or hope to have a loved one back again who's gone from you. Jesus is saying to you, I am your deepest satisfaction. Are you willing to? To wait for me. Are you willing to allow me to be all that you need? 
You're coming here tonight for a reason. I don't know what it is. I would say that somewhere you're looking for an answer to a desire. And you're questioning, is it here? Am I going to hear about it tonight? Christ satisfied Simeon's deepest longing. Look at what he said in the end. He said, oh, holding that child. Now, your servant can depart in shalom. Your servant is fully complete. I am at peace in the presence of the one who made me, of the one who called me, of the one who will save me. My hope for you is that you will see that your deepest longings can only be satisfied in Jesus Christ. Along in that same hope is that the Lord will take away the satisfaction of other things. Marie Antoinette was quoted as saying, nothing tastes. She had looked for satisfaction in everything else in the world. And she came to the realization that nothing tastes. It's my hope that the Lord will take away the taste of all the other things. And when you come to Christ, you'll find in Him all your deepest satisfaction. And then when you do, my second hope for you is this. I hope that you're still amazed by Christ. I hope that Christ still amazes you. For some of you, you've been around the church a long time. You've heard the stories from when you were a little child. Uh, You've gone to Christmas Eve services. I was talking with one of our saints. I won't say uh, who it is, but it's his 92nd birthday today. So that sort of narrows the field. And I imagine he's been to one or two Christmas Eve services over the years. Heard the nativity story over and over and over again. To where it's almost rote. To where it's almost boring. To where the lighting of Advent candles takes on little to no meaning at all. That there's no amazement left in the gospel story at all. My hope for you is you'd be amazed by Christ. Don't you wish you could have been standing on the side when Simeon saw them coming? When he knew that deep down now he knew that satisfaction was there. And when he had experienced and saw Christ, what did he do? Oh, neat. I get to, I get to go to heaven. Well, I got Jesus. That's cool. I get to go to heaven now. He says he picked up the child. I don't know how old he was. But it seems that he was an aged man. And he picked up that child. And he said he lifted him up. He said, Lord, Lord, this is him. That somehow in the mystery of this child, all of my hopes, all of my dreams, all of my deepest aspirations, all of my fears, all of my guilts, all of my sins, all of everything about me is wrapped up in this little child. And I'm amazed that the God of the universe who spoke and everything came into being That I'm beheld His glory. The rest of that John passage that was read said, and we beheld His glory. We beheld His weightiness. We beheld the very beauty of God Himself. We beheld His glory. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. My hope is that Jesus still amazes you. It did to His parents. They just brought their kid. To the temple. And all of a sudden this old guy goes crazy in front of him. 
And they're going, what in the world? And he lifts up the child. And he said, Lord, my eyes have seen my salvation. You are a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Does Jesus still amaze you? Does it amaze you that the God of the universe condescended from the beauties of heaven itself to come and to dwell among his people? Does it amaze you that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners? Came into the world to suffer and to die. Came into the world to take away all of your guilt and all of your shame. Does it amaze you anymore? We live in a world where very little amazes us, doesn't it? You can look at it on YouTube. You can watch it. And you just sort of go ho-hum. But Jesus comes and he is truly amazing. He's different from anybody else that you've ever encountered. Are you amazed that he didn't care about your estate? But that he comes near to you? You all look really nice tonight. You dressed up well. Jesus says, but I know you. I know inside you. I know what you've done. I know what you've thought. I know what you're going to do. And I still came for you. I came for you. To love you. Are you amazed by his grace? I hope that you are. And finally. I hope that you will see Christ. For who he really is. And in seeing him. My hope is that you will give your life to him. For Simeon made an incredible statement to Mary. And he said this is no ordinary child. Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Jesus said, says that Jesus is a sign. He's visible. He's tangible. He can be seen. He doesn't conceal himself to the world. What you believe about this Christ has eternal consequence. All of us love to go see the Messiah. It doesn't matter if you're a secular person or a religious person. It doesn't matter uh, your background. People love to go watch Handel's Messiah. And especially the Hallelujah Chorus. Have you ever read in Revelation where the Hallelujah Chorus comes from? Have you read the context of those statements? It says that Christ will ride in. And he will be wearing a cloak that is drenched in blood. And upon his knee and his thigh will be said, Lord, Lord, King of Kings. It's a violent picture. But it's saying that this reigning king is going to come into the world. And he will ultimately be victorious. And he'll come again one day. And my hope is that now. While there's still a moment in time, you'll know him for who he really is. And that you'll see that he'll expose your heart. Jesus Christ was the most polarizing figure in all of human history. There is no neutral when it comes to him. There is no timidity. We're either with him or against him. And it says that ultimately he was pierced for our transgressions and crushed For our iniquities. He came for a singular purpose. And that was to save his people. And the next time he comes. He comes for a singular purpose. And that is to rescue his people. To usher in a new and a beautiful day and an age. 
and to crush all those who are opposed. I wouldn't love you well tonight if I didn't say to you, I hope that you see Jesus for who he is. That he came into the world to be pierced. That's why on Christmas Eve, we celebrate communion. Because Jesus came into the world to be the savior of sinners. He came into the world to give us a hope that goes beyond this world. I don't know as you reflect on 2014 if it was a year that met all of your wildest dreams and expectations. I imagine that somewhere you're disappointed. Jesus Christ is inviting you to come and to never be disappointed again. To come and to realize that no matter what happens in this world, he promises you another life. He promises you his very presence. He promises you that he will always be with you. And neither death nor life, nor principalities nor powers, nor things past, nor things present, nor things to come will ever separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ. And he invites you into that tonight. J.C. Ryle, the wonderful English Christian and writer, wrote these words. And now, what do you think of Christ? This is the question that ought to occupy our minds. What thoughts does he call forth in our hearts? This is the inquiry which ought to receive our attention. Are we for him or are we against him? Do we love him or do we neglect him? Do we stumble at his doctrine or do we find it life from the dead? Let us never rest until these questions are satisfactorily answered. That's my hope for you. That you'll wrestle with profound things tonight. After this, you'll go home and it'll be fun. And there'll be frivolity and there'll be, there'll be cheer and there'll be toasting of glasses and of remembrances. And tomorrow morning, you'll wake uh, to the sausage and egg casserole uh, and you'll eat chocolate and you'll have fun and you'll break all the rules and you'll enjoy the day. But I pray and hope that these questions will always be on your mind. And that you'll find their answer in Christ is always yes. And amen. He's inviting you to come to him tonight. And so the question is, will you come? Will you come and be amazed at this Savior who loves you? Will you come and find your deepest longings satisfied in him? Where he says, eat and hunger no more. Drink and thirst no more. Come unto me. For he came to us. Let's pray.